Welcome to the Complete Leader Podcast, giving leaders the tools and information they need to grow and change their world. Now here's your host, Dale Dixon. Assess, don't guess when it comes to hiring right. Welcome to the Complete Leader Podcast, everything you need to become a high-performing leader. I'm your host, Dale Dixon, with Mindy Bortness today, and Mindy helps companies attract and keep high-performing people building solid, productive teams. Her clients call her the eHarmony for jobs or the turnover doctor. She knows how to work with employees, how to identify the job, and bring organizational assessments to get results for the company. She specializes in selection, engagement, and leadership development. Mindy, great to be with you today. Great to be with you, Dale. Thank you. So uh, let's talk through some of this uh, concept of how you got started. What uh, what got you into this this world of helping businesses attract and keep high-performing people that are right for their jobs? You know, I always give credit to the leadership at the San Diego Union-Tribune. They were, I worked there for 12 years, and they were amazing at investing in their people. And they realized that their people were the capital that kept giving back and increasing in value and time. And they gave us all kinds of leadership development, including assessment. And the um, taking of my first behavioral assessment helped me really realize I had, I had 14 disparate job descriptions that reported to me at the time. And I was a really amazing leader for some and really quite horrific for others because of the way I communicated. And it, it rocked me to my core and it helped me really realize that um, assessment tools could really show people uh, almost their own operating manual of how to be more effective, how to be in their right role, and how to play to their strengths. So assessments are the focus of this episode. And how long ago was it when you were at the, at the newspaper and you, you were first introduced to assessments? So that was over 30 years ago, um, and I've had my company for 14 years, and I've used them since day one. And there seems to be an increase in the use of assessments, especially, I would say, over the last decade. I know as I talk to business leaders around the country, more and more people are using them. Is Do you find that to be the case? And if so, why? Beyond while they work. Yes, great observation. I would say that in, in the earlier years, 14 years ago, um, when I was listening to client needs and communicating with them and having conversation, there was much more of an educational element to it now, uh, to it then. And now um, they're more savvy. They understand people systems. You know, we trust and use systems for IT and for accounting and for uh, CRM, customer relationship management, and more and more organizations are more comfortable now with predictive assessment and you know job matching systems for their people. Help clarify and maybe even correct a myth, uh, because I, I know assessments, I would say pretty well, not nearly as well as you do, but I know in hiring folks, we always uh, run an assessment. But as I talk about assessments with some people who don't know much about them. The first thing they say is, oh, is that a just to know their personality? Is that a personality assessment? Almost putting it into the category of something soft, squishy that, you know, it, it's a nice to have, but not necessarily necessary. 
Yeah, yeah, and and that's actually a great word and a great misnomer. They they're they're called personality tests, and and that's some way actually to get on the same page with people because they that's what they think of. Um, normally, people will know the name DISC or they'll know Myers Briggs. That's one science, uh, and that's really the science of uh, behavioral style or communication style. And there's more than that. Uh, you know, when you think about personality, personality is huge, and 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 it's. It, it, I don't go anywhere near saying that we measure personality, but we do measure specific specific slices of the person, um, and we can actually even measure specific slices of a job. But uh, DISC would be a measurement of their communication style, and that's really what people normally are referring to when they're saying personality test. So for the employer who is saying, okay, you, you've got my attention, uh, we want to be sure that we're getting the right people, is, is there a better assessment? What's, what's the right assessment? Where's a good place to start? Yeah, you know, um, any assessment, I shouldn't say any assessment, but, but I, I would say using a good, accurate, reliable, validated assessment is going to be better than none, even if it's just one science. And there's research that shows when you use one science, you can you can pretty much, you know, to a degree of, uh, you know, like 50, 60 percent really understand um, or identify an individual accurately. If you add a second science, let's let's say you want to also know that person's motivation, you know, why they do what they do, what gets them out of bed in the morning. If you're measuring two, you're going to actually get up to an 80% accuracy in terms of identifying who that person is. And if you add three, you've just kicked it up to 94% in predictive accuracy. And the third one that I would add would be competencies. Competencies are the soft skills we have. We, we measure, happen to measure like 25 of them. And we all have an A game and we all have a C game. And so you want to be in a job that's very much aligned with your competencies, with your core motivators, with your behavioral style. And that's going to be your sweet spot. So I know we've got folks who are driving and they're saying, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. Go over those three different types of assessments again. Sure. And that's, and I'm just mentioning three because you asked like what would be sort of the, the best. Yeah. So behavioral style which would give you the person's how, how they're going to go about their day, how they're going to communicate, how they're going to make decisions. Their why, which would be motivators. So why do they do what they do? Are they motivated by money? Are they motivated by learning? Are they motivated by giving back to others? There's a lot of different motivators that we want to look at and make sure that we're in alignment with that job and that we're rewarded for the motivators that we have. And then a third one would be what people would call personal skills or soft skills or competencies. Those are the things we don't learn in high school and college. The things like resiliency and personal accountability and planning and organization and self-management. Those are what we measure in terms of competencies. And those are really what can the person do? What's their A game? Now, in a previous episode, you and I talked about the concept of revolving doors and sleepless nights. That's the title of the mm -hmm. of the episode. And the importance of not focusing on the person as you go out looking to hire somebody, but focusing on what the job requires. So with that in mind, where where does this assessment, how, how can you be sure that you're looking for the right uh, the right results in the assessment to to fit the job. 
Is that a, in, and I think in, in in your world it's called job benchmarking, uh, but but it's an important thing for folks to to know about and to understand in the process to look at the job first. Yeah, yeah, great point. So we do want to take a step back and before we start just hiring willy nilly and assessing willy nilly, we wanna we wanna know why we're bringing them in in the first place. So what's the job all about? So what you're what you're talking about is really identifying what the role is and and letting the job speak to you. Uh, all of us have three to five key accountabilities in our in in the work that we do. And we want to clearly identify those, let the job speak. Don't think about who had it last or who did a great job, who, who didn't. You really want to let the job speak and choose the three to five things that that job's responsible for. And then, honestly, we can, we can test that. We can, we can build a profile, and we can profile uh, uh, any role in an organization so it's 100% customized and yet 100% turnkey. And that's that is the ideal step one. And then step two would be identifying the candidates that you want to assess. And then step three would be gapping them as an apples to apples comparison. So you're adding this objective view to your subject of hiring practices. So I have to tell you, I was hired for a position using, and and the people that hired me used the exact process of which you speak. Uh, it's intense for a candidate mm-hmm. <laughs> to, to go through. It was a fantastic experience uh, up front. Um, and that's why after going through it, we started using it to hire others as I was hired for an executive role. So what are some of the, the benefits, uh, the, the results that leaders can expect to see out of this? First of all, I'm glad that you shared that. I've actually gotten quite a good uh, amount of positive feedback over the years and testimonials from candidates because it's important for them as well. You know, we from the company side, we tend to hire quickly uh, uh, from a, a, a group of applicants that are available at the time, whereas the assessment will help us find the right applicant. From the applicant standpoint, we're we're kind of applying for a ton of jobs. And so right away, if you're working with an organization that's actually assessing to see if you're the right fit, you know, you should feel really good about that because your time is valuable, your life is valuable, you spend so many hours there, you want to be engaged, you want to be happy. So there's a lot of really, one, one thing that the organizations benefit from is that the, the new employee realizes, oh my goodness, these people actually care about me and they actually care who they bring on board, which means they're going to care about the teammates they bring on board that I work with. So that's one um, tangible yet intangible benefit. Um, lowered turnover is very easy to measure. Increased engagement you can measure. Morale is more of an intangible, but you feel it. So cultures are improved, and then the bottom line is actually improved. All good things, all things we want to see happen. Mindy, thank you so much for your time today on the podcast. We have one more episode with you coming up in a few weeks. We appreciate your time. Any final words for our listeners? No, thank you for listening in and and listen to more of Dale's podcasts. They're amazing. Well, this is the Complete Leader Podcast. We would appreciate it if you would go into iTunes, subscribe, uh, so that this great content is delivered to you automatically every single week. Also, if while you're there at iTunes, you would write a review and leave a rating. Hopefully, we've earned that five-star rating from you. 
We definitely appreciate you listening. This is the Complete Leader Podcast. Everything you need to become a high-performing leader. Thanks for listening to the Complete Leader Podcast. Find more online, thecompleteleader.org. 